0: Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson, joined by my co-host, Austin Hill. Today, we're in part two in our conversation. We hope you enjoy.
1: The disciplines that separate people who are enjoying life or growing, enjoying or growing in life, are the ones when they are dis- they, you are disciplined enough to do the small things daily, not just one big burst once. It's like, how, if I can do this one small thing every day, so much, so often that just becomes a part of my life, that is what's going to separate us into the, the category of people who is like, I am enjoying my life because I am self controlled enough because I have these disciplines to know what's going on around me. Um, but not only, like, I think we do get, we do talk about a lot about being self aware, but that is just an internally focused thing that we need to do so we can then be self controlled enough to help change the world around us in our behaviors that we exhibit and show other people.
0: So that's what comes up. First thing, first couple of things that come to mind for me. Yeah, I'm just taking some notes here. I just, there's so many different directions we could go. I really like, I really like what you said about, um, just, it's so simple, but it's not easy, is instead of focusing on all the th- decisions and things that other people are making, really that stepping back from the mayhem a lot of times, which I agree with you, has a lot to do with then r- kind of recentering on what can I actually do about everything going on?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a question that we really should focus on and clarify because people think like, well, what can I do? Well, I'll do this. So that person does that. You can't control what other people do. So really, right. It's a lot clearer. And actually it's a very short list of what the things we can do and what we can't control. Sorry. Yeah. I, I cut you off. you were about to say
0: something. No, no, no. This is, this is good. Um, You know, I'm just reminded, right, of all the work that you and I have done with um, the built-to-lead framework, which one of the built-to-lead kind of core principles is to aim to be core-centered and self-controlling. It's interesting that I hadn't even thought about that coming into this, you know, but that that whole idea of being core-centered and self-controlling, because all of us come into the world self-centered and others-controlling and that that's what you're alluding to here i think is the the tendency for all of us the default the temptation if you want to go that route is to be self-centered and others controlling but just like you said austin like that leads to so much anxiety because we can't control others and when when we're trying to it, it just begets anger and confusion and frustration. And then we end up doing silly things because we're frustrated. We can't control others when we shouldn't have been trying to do that in the first place. And then we go on blaming others. Ah, they did that. So I did this. It's like, that's not how the world works. It's not, you can, we, we, you know, I, I feel like this is empowering, personally. It's like, yes, it's true that I can't control many things in life, but I can control the choices that I make. And oftentimes, I think what we do when we get unhealthy is, is we try to control everything we can't, and we forget about the things that we actually can control.
1: Mm-hmm. Because it would be incredibly frustrating if I'm trying to create this life that I want to enjoy. But I am putting the, what I say I enjoy, that enjoyment of life, on other people's choices. But that would be really frustrating. It's like, why don't other people do what I want them to do? And it, that's the basis of my happiness or my goals in life is what other people do? I mean, that's weird. That, that's exhausting. No wonder, like, No
0: wonder people get frustrated. It's kind of set up for dissatisfaction, you know. If we try to live that way, which we all have. I mean, I'm sure you have, I know I have. Yeah. And it abdicates like it takes, it says, I don't want to
1: be responsible in reality. It's saying, I don't want to be responsible for my unhappiness. I don't want to be responsible for my choice for the way my life looks. Now that this is, there's things that are outside of people's control that affect how they live like a natural disaster. No one had to control it and it affects their life, but you can control how you respond to those things. Yes that are outside of your control. You can control how you respond to it. Yes. That doesn't like, and I think what I just want to make that very clear that we're not saying that everything will be perfect in your life. If you identify the things that you can control and focus on those, it, your life will be a lot more bearable and a lot more fulfilling. It'll still be hard and painful. You can't change Mm -hmm. those things. If someone's goal in life is to have, I want a painless Conflict free, um, always happy, nothing goes wrong. Life, you're going to be disappointed because that's not how the world works.
0: It's not how the world works. But I really like how, like my the, one of the guys that coaches me or mentors me is his name's Andrew. And when I'm complaining or when I'm frustrated with things going on in my life, um, it used to really frustrate me. But now I really like this turn. But I'll often be saying things like, "Oh man, I can't believe they did that," or "I can't believe this happened," or whatever. And he'll listen, and but when I'm done complaining, the question he'll almost always ask me is, what do you want to do about it? What do you want to do about it? So he's, he's framing the context of my situation in terms of, what are you going to do about this situation? Not, oh man, yeah, that's ter- they're terrible. Oh man, geez, look at what they did. Oh man, I can't believe. He's just like, what are you going to do about it? Because that's all we can actually do. That's all we can actually do. That's all we can actually do.
1: Hmm.
0: That should be free.
1: Like I'm saying that mainly to myself. Like if any conflict that happens, like with my the people that mean the most to me, this is where it's the most difficult, I think. Especially if we're out of practice of it. Conflict with like my wife or my kids, or with with my really good friends or my coworkers. Like, if I lose sight of that, like, what do I want to do about this? That's a very simple mm-hmm. question. So what do I need to do?
0: Well, I can just hear some people listening and they might be like, well, I do that. But then I realize I can't do anything about the thing. I, I, I can't do anything about the thing I want. And it's like, I can, again, hear Andrew. It's like, if I was like, well, I want to do this, but I, I can't do anything about it. He'd be like, okay, well, then stop focusing on that. If you can't do anything about it, what's something? what do you want to do about this. What can you do? What's something you can do something about? Because again, the more energy that I focus on things I can't do anything about, it doesn't do me any good. <laughs> and it doesn't do others any good. Yeah. So if you're listening and you're like, well, man, I can't do anything about X. It's like, okay, we'll stop worrying about X then and focus on something that you can do something about. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Relational Recovery Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with part three in our conversation. We'll see you then.